Hey everybody, I'm Micah Rich. And I'm Olivia Kane. Welcome back to the Weekly Typographic. A podcast where we discuss our favorite type and design news from the week. Hi, Olivia. Hello! Welcome back, listeners. We took a two, three-week hiatus, <laughs> but we're back! I, I mean, I have to tell the story of why we missed... I mean, last week we missed it just from sickness, which is yes. fine. And then the week before, we had such a great podcast. We had this awesome debate on uh, on an article that Klimtype posted, and it was like rousing and, and fascinating, and mm-hmm. I only recorded half of the audio. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so it hurts me to say it, but it's... It's kind of like that uh, that that one Jack Black song, his band Tenacious D. <laughs> You've definitely mentioned Tenacious D more than once on this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna keep mentioning it until someone knows what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, it, I mean, it has certainly been a long week this week, just in general, in life. Yeah, you know, life, man. working hard. It is- it's nine fifteen, and we just started the podca- our podcast. Our yeah, podcast. <laughs> our podcast. Um, <laughs> that being said, I'm I'm pretty psyched about the stuff that we found this week. All good stuff, all good things. I'm so pumped to finally be discussing links again. Yeah. Um. I mean, we might as well just get right into it yeah short and sweet everyone this week maybe we'll have 100 percent listeners to all the way to the end this time it's great <laughs> i guess that is, that is a reference to the the statistics that we get from like our podcast hosting thing oh yeah it's we really see interesting to see how, like, where yeah. in the world everybody is listening and and like which which podcasts so far have been most listened to it's kind yeah of cool. Our shorter ones tend to get 100% listening attention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is understandable. Yeah, I get it. Don't worry. All right. So the first cool one uh, that I was excited to find this week, I have no idea yeah. where I found it. I guess I just follow Fonts in Use, and it's on the Fonts in Use blog. Uh, it's It's an article about a company, an online retailer, for grocery mm-hmm. and household supplies named Brandless. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the concept for this company, I have seen this company like advertised recently. And I was like, ooh, this seems so neat and interesting and good design. Mm-hmm. Everything that they sell is $3. Uh, so if you go on their website, you know, you can get like, I don't know, three hand towels for $3 or like a small jar of mayonnaise or a tiny knife like it's proportionate to the money as opposed to having money that changes depending on the the item which is just mm-hmm. neat i love it my and- favorite new coffee shop everything in there is two dollars every single thing i'm just saying it's a great model yeah where is that <laughs> i you mentioned that i really want to go um there's i guess a few around manhattan but the one near me is on 68th and first i'm a huge Fan, I can get cafe olays or lattes or cappuccinos, two dollars. I'm just saying that's the best deal in New York City. <laughs> oh my god! Is it, what is, is it called? Two dollar cafe or something? What it's is it? called Matto M A T T O. They have great design. I love their coffee cups. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. 
I'm just saying it's definitely worth everyone's while. This is just um, a neat idea that I've, I've, it's new to me. I've never heard of any company like this before. Yeah, I'm really into it. I like, I'm seeing their products too. And obviously we're here to talk about the design, but yeah, like kudos to like a really cool business model. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think it's kind of funny because at least the impression that I got from the brand was brand less. Like we're not going to go all out and be super fancy and crazy and spend money on the branding. That's why things are cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, it's just like so simple and minimal that it's beautiful. Yeah. And I love it. Like they obviously have like a wonderful template where they put colored text in a white box and um, put that same color behind the white box. And it's probably does not, I mean, it probably takes time to design everything, but the choices because of the range of products they sell, it's just really smart to go that way instead of trying to cater each design to each product. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like really lovely to see and they care about type, which is cool. Um, in the link that we gave out, they have images of their products and like boxes with their products in them. I'm just saying like that'd be a good looking shelf. Just like everything branded <laughs> the same way. Like one typeface, nothing busy. Like that calms my mind so much right, right now. Just I guess the thing that. is too, like the, the style of the packaging is still varied and interesting and quite colorful. Like super colorful. Like because they keep um, the font that they're using is called neutral because they're literally <laughs> using a neutral typeface called neutral. I think they can have a lot more fun with the color scheme. And I just I'm really enjoying it. You know, it's kind of like in art school when the teachers are like, OK, foundation year, like you have to make a composition, but can only use black and white. Yes, exactly. Like that restriction, I think, like enables creativity in other ways. And that makes yeah. this brand different. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm not I'm, I'm just... not trying to advertise for them. I just think it's it's a good design. And I love yeah. I love the humor behind calling it well Pretty behind much. using neutral. I mean the font already existed. It wasn't made for them. Yeah. I just love no. that that's that, that was a thought. It's nice, like, you know, we're seeing all these companies with these custom-made fonts. They're like, hey, there's a great font that already exists for us. We're going to take advantage of that and use it in every single way possible. That's cool. It's just showing everyone that, like, you don't need commercial type to design you a super family in order to be put on the map in the design world. Because I think a lot of brands that we've been talking about lately have that custom typeface branding. But here it's like, hey, there are great fonts that exist in the world. Like, you can make it work for your company and really stand out and that. That's still a thing you can do. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up. So that was a fun one. The next one, uh, I believe both you and Mirko posted this week. Nope. Just you and Mirko. You must not have seen Mirko's post because you posted it like a day after him. Yeah, I totally didn't. And it was was really funny because he called me out. Okay. He he did? Okay, uh, good. Look two posts above yours. I just posted that, (laughs) which is really funny. Um, anyways, obviously shows us how cool everyone thinks this is. Um, so is I'm assuming it's the platform that serves up the Korean Google font. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I well, I think it is a font. No, I guess it is multiple. It's multiple. Fonts. Like if you think about like our I Google, see what you're saying. like if you go to googlefonts.com, like we get all those Latin fonts, then you, there's the type testers. I feel like instead of a bunch of type testers 
here's this crazy, like, super playful, interactive sampler of the Korean Google fonts, which yes. I'm just saying is, like, the craziest thing I've seen online for a while. Like, what is happening? I mean, it's also really interesting. I guess I, you know, I kind of browsed it because it's so fun to browse. And I honestly, before this moment, did not read what is at the bottom of the page. Oh, neither uh, did I. <laughs> because it's so fun to play with. Like, it's such a neat and interactive site. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are saying this is like a showcase of the Korean open source fonts that they have on Google oh. Fonts. Um, and I, that yeah. they... They subset the fonts with help from machine learning because similar to what we've talked about with other uh asian fonts like there are so many characters Mm. or so many glyphs not characters um but like pieces of characters Mm -hmm. that uh it's really interesting i mean google is 100 percent about machine learning these days like that is they're betting hard on that and it's mm-hmm. interesting. I've always wanted to play with using machine learning in the world of typography. We've seen one or two things of it. This is like a very functional usage of it yeah. to basically like use machine. I, okay. I guess from reading this, what I see is that you can, it offers like intelligent subsets to keep the size low when you're embedding it based on like oh. what people have used. So, wow, this is very so like, techy. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it did get kind of techy after reading this. But it's like, <laughs> uh, I would love to talk. We should Maybe we should talk to uh, Dave Crossland about this because I feel like he, he must know. This is super interesting. But it's This a, is crazy. Yeah, the, the browser only loads the font slices required for that page. And they must be using oh. machine learning to see which pieces of the font are loaded on the page and then making a prediction when you embed it of like of which pieces it should serve by default i get what you're saying because you've explained web fonts to me before but this is very techy but very cool but good to know i'm there's a lot of techy people like it's neat it just seems really neat i'm excited that i got past the playing part yeah i never got past the playing part (laughs) (laughs) It's really fun. It's a really cool website. Yeah. Just start clicking icons. You can't read anything. It doesn't matter. It's really cool. <laughs> it's. I mean, we don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe. some of our listeners can obviously read Korean. I am very positive, and like, I'm sure it's extra rewarding for you. Um, but oh my gosh, you know what I just realized? What? I I can't believe I didn't. There's so there's so much depth to this crazy design. When you click. It changes the yes. craziness. Yes, I'm telling you. It's just, it's never ending fun once you go to this page. Wow, so cool, so cool. It doesn't, like, you're going to have fun. I don't know what you design, but you're still going to have fun. I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> and, I, I mean, it's worth saying that, like, these are open source. This is so cool. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, shout out to the awesome find, you and Mirko. Thanks for that. Word. Cool. Next up, we have one that you are very excited about, huh? <laughs> yes. It's a new Grilly type release. If no one knows who Grilly type is, they're just like killing it in the type foundries. They have really great fonts. They have really great microsites. We featured one, maybe a few 
other links in our microsite article last year. And they basically make a microsite for every font. But like, obviously, I'm here to talk about the font. Um, It's called GT Super. Really type super. Um, and they say it's a result of an extensive investigation into display serif typefaces from the 70s and 80s. I am so into it. There is no <laughs> one making fonts like this that often right now. That and is like true. great historical specimens. It makes you want to use it. Like they have awesome, just like old advertisements for Buicks from 1969, like the 70s. They have, they kind of showcase all the amazing features about the font. Um, The lovely alternates they have are just like a feast for the eyes for the (laughs) type aficionado. My absolute favorite part of this microsite doesn't happen until the very end. And Micah, you totally know what I'm going to say. It's this amazing animation of the Roman transforming into the italic. And it is like the most satisfying type animation I've ever seen. And I already tried to see if it's a GIF so I could put it in the newsletter. But it's not. It's a video. But it's still so beautiful. And everyone must scroll to the end of this microsite to see it. <laughs> it is really beautiful. It's well done and simple. And, uh, you know, it's just like one little transformation, but it's uh, just just got so much character. Look at that A. Look at the double story A into the single story A. Look at the K. Look at the X. I mean, it also just shows you how beautiful and nuanced this typeface is and how well crafted. Like, if you look at the counters of the lowercase X in the Roman, it makes me want to cry. Mm. Who like designed a spade. this? Yes, it's, it is it's so, so beautiful. Cool. Or even right. like just like the little, the counter space in the Z. This is getting so type nerdery for everyone that's listening. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> the counter on the Z looks like, looks like the peck of a bird. Like they just make uh-huh. these illustrative negative spaces in these letter forms that I just, I am really beside myself right now. That also make it very readable at small sizes. I know. And I mean, it's, it's, I, I mean, it has a display and a text family included. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love, like, <clears throat> diving into the details of, you know, when you, when you like, cut out a piece of the character to make more negative space, it it's helps it be readable. It's called an ink trap? Right, an ink trap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when you cut that out, it makes it so that it's taking up less positive space at tiny sizes when everything looks chunkier. Mm-hmm. But the fact that when you blow it up big here, there's like character to it. Mm-hmm. It's just so fascinating. It reminds me I of mean, Dark Shadows. Did you ever see Dark Shadows? No, I didn't. It's this really weird, like seventies uh, daytime soap opera about like werewolves and vampires, and it's super weird. Yeah, I can see it fitting <laughs> in there for sure. Uh, also, I really yeah. want you to know that we can make a gif out of a video. Like we got this. You're you got this. I might need help. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, besides that, I love their like type tester that they threw in here. Oh, it's kind of sneaky, right? Yeah, like you can't tell that it exists until you hover over. Until you hover and click. Text. Yeah, no, it's really satisfying. And it's just really well done. It's so yeah. good. So I mean, this is just like these little details is what makes girly type like one of like I hate to say like the hottest type boundaries out there but like <laughs> you know one of the ones that are setting new standards out there like I totally think they are this is 
a downright gorgeous typeface and it's like super inventive you know referencing something from the past and making it so new again oh my gosh it makes me so happy (laughs) true that true that great find thanks had to bring that up um on to the next one, kind of a bittersweet ending for oh, our next that. link. Oh, that's, that's too deep. <laughs> um, Mirko contributed this awesome link um, that told us that we can now download the handwriting of Kurt Cobain, David Bowie, John Lennon, and Leonard Cohen as fonts um, because some awesome type designers took the handwriting of these musicians and made them into fonts. But sad story I, I went on their website earlier today and they had to take their website down because intellectual property rights owners came for them womp womp. it it just blew up everybody was talking about it and then somebody was like hey you you can't like use someone else's name like that yep which is true and also a shame because it looked you know it looks really cool but we we cool. still have this link uh, showing off what it is and where it came from. Like, the end result yeah. combined with uh, the inspiration f- from the, the people. Yeah, I mean, just looking at people's handwriting is, like, my favorite thing to do. So, um, yeah. I still find, like, great inspiration. Um, David Bowie's handwriting, so much character. I'm <laughs> really, like really loving it like his q is kind of like hexagonal <laughs> i'm like there's like some like his g is barely a g but it's a g i don't know it's there's really- i love hearing people talk about things like this because it's like you you know that to david bowie he was just like scribbling shit on a piece of paper yeah but it was just they, like scribbles they even include like ampersands like david bowie's ampersand it's wonderful <laughs> it probably took a bunch of research to actually find all of the characters that you would need. I know. Yeah. Like, they put in a lot of work here. I definitely, like, had to bring them up. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if they had just, like, named it something different. I honestly <sighs> didn't catch the website before it went down. So, yeah. like, did they name it KurtCobain.otf? possibly i'm not sure um i know they explained their process a little bit which would have been cool to share with all of our listeners but they may have although just saying i was typesetting a young adult book and i needed paul mccartney's handwriting and something like this would have been super super helpful at the time because i was trying to make it as accurate as possible I mean, it's a very specific use case. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure there's going to be other fictional books where someone's handwriting that's a musician is needed, possibly. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there actually was a book that came out a couple of years ago about Kurt Cobain that like included yeah. his his notebooks and stuff. Yeah. And it would have been really neat. It would be cool like if you're reading, I don't know, I'm sure there's a music history book somewhere out there, but like they had some facts in like the handwriting of the artist. I mean, maybe that's cheesy, but also kind of cool. I don't know. I just I I'm really curious about the nature of, you know, because like font licensing is a thing that I have researched a lot. Yes. I'm nerdy about font licensing, so I'm really curious like what the nature of the proposed intellectual copyright uh, infringement was like, 
Yeah. Was it literally the name? Because like in the images that are referenced in this article, it's like Kurt font. And I'm sure Kurt is not copyrighted. And yeah. I'm sure the letters aren't copyrighted. Yeah. But like, is is his handwriting copyrighted? I find I that know. hard to believe. Right? And like, they weren't trying to sell these fonts. They were open source. So maybe we should reach out, ask him some questions. It, we should, because this is kind of disappointing. But at least, you know, I wanted to still link to the article because, like, it's a neat thing that someone put time and effort into. And I want to share that. Yeah. And anyone that's fans of these musicians will really appreciate it. So, yeah. All right. Um, last but not least, or maybe least, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> we were talking just about kidding. this ahead of time. Um, I'm wait, just, who, who found what? this? Who found this this week? I actually saw this article and did not post it in the weekly typographic, but Mirko found it. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> no, really I'm funny. not saying this is not a valuable article. I'm saying lots of people will be very interested. This Just is my you. personal bias. So, okay. What this article that. is, yeah, is an, an interesting article about a technology that uh, researchers at Columbia University started messing around with which they called font code Mm -hmm. and it is a way to embed this sounds crazy which is why i like it it's like embedding text inside of text it's embedding a secret message in the phrase hello world Mm -hmm. that like the the there's a demo that is a video here of a printed out text in, mm-hmm. I think, Times New Roman, but there's also one in Helvetica, yeah. uh, like very boring looking text that you wouldn't notice. And you take a picture of it and use their technology, their like computer vision algorithm is how they describe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a secret message embedded in that that you only get from taking a picture and having it analyze mm-hmm. that uh innocuous looking text yeah so that that is the description uh (laughs) no i'm sure this is very cool to a lot of people i i mean the gifs are very entertaining i'm watching the gifs yeah (laughs) i like i like um it actually is kind of an interesting testament okay maybe i was just disappointed because i thought they were going to talk more about typefaces and then it was about like qr codes and security and i was like okay but um i think it is kind of a testament to like you can really only use helvetica and times new roman for these kinds of things because they are so sturdy and malleable and like you can thicken the stem to the a and still keep legibility like these two fonts were made for legibility that like if you distort them you can distort them like pretty hard and they're still gonna read as letters but it's interesting they can carry information as well now Huh, that is that is an interesting perspective. That because you know, because yeah. of the strength of these designs, that is the reason that Like they're still recognizable important. as Times New Roman when you look at the encoded message. It doesn't look like anything but Times New Roman. Um whereas if you were doing like a more delicate font that is like more I don't know, let's think uh, Optima. Like that's like very nuanced and specific that like that wouldn't be able to hold encrypted messages um but these fonts that we think are really default like have values in other ways we didn't see which i always appreciate that's a really good point 
I also love that in their like white paper describing how all of this works, which I would not assume that everybody would read, but as a serious nerd, I was interested. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't read it, but I'm, <laughs> I, just, I just love that as they're describing how the technology works, they use the phrase perturbed glyphs. Oh my god! <laughs> just, I've never heard those two words put together. It's something there's just really charming. Perturbed lips. That oh, is really charming. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I also that. love when like scientists are allowed the freedom to invent terminology. Oh yeah, this is it's really just... f- this is really entertaining. This this font code um, from Columbia. This document. Uh, it gets because, real serious, like and, the algorithms. Uh-huh. Uh, I I couldn't even. I, An I, unobtrusive I, obstacle barcode, a cryptographic message embedding scheme. It's great, right? <laughs> These are just two different uses for. The, I mean, okay, so I'm, this is cool. See, I told you you could sway me. Like this is cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I knew once we talked a little, you'd be like, "All right, this is kind of." Cool. Yeah, I was indifferent, but now I'm like, "This is actually pretty interesting." Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm excited uh, just because I love anything that makes me feel like a spy. So, yeah, oh, <laughs> I love it. I like that. Like type design and typography is like getting considered by like FBI officials now. So cool. <laughs> Wait, does it say that FBI officials care uh, about this? No, but it has the potential to. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna start making up stuff. <laughs> Alternative facts. Um, um, exactly. <laughs> Brought to you by Lake Mold Type. Okay. Don't put us on that. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess that was all of the awesome ones that we want to share this week. Those were, I think, a cool and varied collection that should uh, keep you entertained on your Friday morning, hopefully. Yeah. I hope we always provide everyone a cool and varied collection of things every week. I feel like that's our goal. We're trying to get like a big mix in there. You might not be interested in one thing, but hopefully you'll... You know, find something useful and something else. And speaking of which, uh, if you have found this to be an interesting um, podcast, we, you know, we haven't really asked much, but we would love if you could take a minute and, you know, give us some feedback in the in the podcast store, like give us a rating, send a review, something like that, just to start getting out there, get some more people listening. Yeah, we love that. Or if you have any suggestions for the podcast, we'd love to hear that too. Go on and email us at founders at theleagueofmovabletype.com. Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this kind of little bit strange collection of links this week, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and we will see you next week. <laughs> 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 <laughs>